Hello, and welcome to The Unique CPA. I'm your host, Randy Crabtree. The goal of our show is to keep you at the forefront of the changing face of public accounting by having conversations with fascinating leaders and bringing you their stories, insights, and advice. The Unique CPA podcast is brought to you by Trimerit, the specialty tax professionals. Today, our guest is Alan Deichler. Alan is president of CPA America. CPA America is an association of independent CPA firms that provides member firms resources to achieve their goals based on their foundation of improving through sharing. Before we get to Alan, CPA America is, has a fond place in my heart. It, it was uh, one of the first associations uh, that we were able to join with Trimerit when we made the decision uh, that associations was the route for us to go to uh, make our connections with CPA firms. And, and I've always found Alan to be very uh, informational, informative, educational, everything out there. And it really enjoyed talking to him. So I've been looking forward to this discussion. Actually, I think I asked Alan about joining our podcast last November, if I recall, at the tax conference. And so I've really been looking forward to this. Alan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate you having me on. Oh Thank yeah, you. no, that's that's no problem. There's a few things that we could discuss today. Um, one thing I think I would, and I didn't mention this to you beforehand, but just curious how you got into the CPA association world. Hmm. I spent uh, about a year and a half with EY and as a, uh, a director of business development. And one of the people that worked for me went on to work for BKD in business development. After I'd left EY, CP America was looking for a new president and used Corn Ferry to do the search and contacted this gentleman that worked for me in BKD looking for folks doing development work and, and familiar with the, the um, accounting profession. And he wasn't interested, but he said, I know a guy. <laughs> and it turned out I was one of 300 applicants and got through the the video uh, interview process with 26 and down to the uh, first interview process of six and the final two and luck has it, um, here I am. So the video uh, uh, interviewing, uh, that's what we're doing today. So they st- what was that, 10 years ago now? That that's Yeah, it was 11 years ago. You had to go to uh, one of these executive offices places that had uh, recording of, uh, and video capability, yep. and it was really new. I mean, that was a little scary and a little strange to be interviewing, which has pressures of its own, right? Um, on video. Yeah, that's a. It's a little. Uh, it's the norm today. So I guess yeah. uh, we'd be a little bit different. So all right, I appreciate that background. I was just. I've always been curious, and at conferences and that, it's not the time to ask you because you're pretty busy at those. So so thanks <laughs> for that background. So what I'd like to discuss today is. You know, with Trimerit, we're part of a lot of associations, and 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 I see the benefits of of them when I'm there at conferences, when I'm meeting with the firm members and all that. But just in general, can you give us an idea of what the benefits of of joining an association is are? And then in addition, we talked about this before we start recording uh, networks as well. And I guess there's a difference between a CPA association and a CPA network. So benefits, and then differentiate those for me. Sure, happy to. The CP, uh, the, the accounting profession has uh, a bit of a unique spot in that it has really uh, attracted and, and, and embraced the association network concept. 
there are probably somewhere over 20 active associations uh, in the United States. There's close to, there's over 40 networks and associations in the world for the accounting profession only, uh, sometimes legal outside the United States because right. the two interact. In the association world, the primary benefit is, as you said, you're in the lead-in, it's improving through sharing. It's, it's sharing best practices and all the things that go with that. Where in the network world, it's based on referrals. It's business. It's growing your, your, your business financially. And things come with that. In the association world, we have to remain very independent from each other. There, there's no connection. You, you, you share best practices, but there's no, not much else. We don't share expenses. We don't share a brand name. We don't go to market together. We don't do any of the things that would couple us. Where in the network world, you do all those things and you're, you're doing it to try and expand your business. Maybe a new niche or new line of business, maybe some benefits of working together through scale. You can use a common brand you can go to market together, but when you do, there are liabilities. And if somebody in in Italy does something wrong that you were involved with, you might have some vicarious liability with that. Uh, so you're you're a little more tightly coupled. The benefit is there's profit to be had. Where in the association, there's great benefit through best practices and sharing, and that's what everything we do. Okay, best practices sharing. Part of that, I guess, is learning and training. You guys do events like that, correct? Uh, one of the biggest things that I see personally out of it is just the community that's developed as well. And I'm assuming that's a nice benefit, right? Right. That That's part of the improving through sharing because when people get to know each other and build relationships, the sharing gets much easier. And we do have something called geographic consideration. We have 86 members in the United States, 86 member firms, uh, ranging from... 3 million in revenues up over 100. The real benefit is when they get to know each other, they're much more likely to share. And they're not going to share if there's two firms in, next door to each other that compete for every piece of business they can. So we consider, we don't have exclusivity, but we consider competition and we space those 86 firms out. So sharing is something that they're apt to do. So is that, uh, is that difficult at times, you know, to bring in new members when you have this, I guess, geographic somewhat restriction? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, you know, you, you commit to firms. You commit to a, a firm in, in a particular city and another firm will, will contact you and want to look at membership. And, you know, we just we don't do that. Uh, we have a 50 mile radius of headquarters. So, uh and it's the right thing to do. I mean, if a firm commits to us in a particular city and is active and participates, then we don't, we don't need to look for another firm. And that's why there's so many associations in the United States, because other associations have a similar uh, uh, policy. Okay. So in Chicago, for instance, one firm joins us. There's tons of great firms in Chicago, and they'd like to be an association. So up pops another association and another one and another one. Yep. All right. That makes sense. Uh, so let's talk about CP America in general. Um, I know you have had some uh, tremendous growth uh, recently, adding quite a bit of new firms. Every time I'm on LinkedIn, it seems like CP America is announcing another uh, firm joining. So, so even with those restrictions, it, it appears that you haven't had issues with uh, with gaining new members. Uh, give us more background on 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 what to CP America 
is and, and the member makeup, I guess? Well, we're, uh, as I said, 86 firms ranging from uh, probably, we have three in the top 100. We have, uh, trying to remember the new numbers here. They just came out. Well, um, I, I think I might have them, at least as of last year's accounting today, 16 in the top 100 with accounting today. And then uh, inside public accounting's 400 just came out and I saw, I think it was 52 in that. Does that sound like the numbers you're looking at? Yeah, I think that 16 might be the top 200. Okay. But I know. I know. In the top four hundred, we're we're uh, a big part of it. We're well over fifty. And so, when you're getting new firms, I mean, how are you doing that? Are they contacting you? Or are you contacting them? Are you getting referred to them? What's the way that they come into you? Well, it's all sorts of ways. But the primary way is that we have a person on staff that is dedicated to to development uh, for both CPA America and CPA Connect, which we'll talk about. I suspect. Yep. And we literally go out to prospective firms and provide something. We'll provide a white paper. We'll provide uh, one of our monthly newsletters. We'll um, show them some, some value uh, that, that we have. And then she will contact them and try and set an appointment. And I'll go out and visit, or I used to go out and visit. Now I do Zoom calls, yep. uh, which I was very worried about uh, on business development over Zoom. But we've signed up three firms using Zoom, so it works. But I'll spend hour to two hours with the partner group and share with them benefits. And uh, hopefully they'll come to a leading partner retreat, which again, we don't have that benefit this year. It'll be Zoom right. and virtual. Uh, and a lot of testimonials from our members because they're the best sales folks. Oh, yeah, I agree completely. Um, like I said, I have a, I have a place in my heart for CPA America firms. I've just, I probably attended more conferences with CPA, I not probably, I have, than any of our associations. And I love all our associations. We, we, we've, we've dealt with associations that, that do it right in my mind. You know, we're a preferred provider. As long, you know, that's what you call us, CPA America, right. and a lot of places call us that. And to become a preferred provider, it's not a, pay your money and you're in thing, which, which I've seen that before. Uh, you guys, and I learned this when we first tried to join you, is that uh, you do a, quite a vetting process to make sure that it's the right fit. And I was very impressed with that. In fact, this is next month is the 10-year anniversary of my first CPA America conference, which I think was the leading partner retreat in Scottsdale. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I remember 10 years. that. Yep, and that was that was uh, my that was my first one. That was your first well, one. It was my it was my first one as president. Uh, my oh. first one was the year before uh, in transition. Yeah. So and, and that took us. I think it took us a year to 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 get into that because of that vetting process. So well, every you know, if I can real briefly, yep. everything we do is member driven. So we have a big staff of big in the association world of about 17 people, which is a little unusual, but everything we do is, is members have told us, here's what we would like. And in the case of preferred providers, the same thing. We don't even begin the preferred provider process unless a member has said, we use this service and we recommend this person as or firm as preferred provider. And then we go through an application process and the committee of members reviews and approves. Yep. Well, uh, well, I was impressed with it. Like I said, I've seen some that haven't done that. Uh, we aren't part of those associations because I just feel that this is a much better method for your members because your members are the ones that are the important part of this. So 
All right, enough on that. Let's talk about the programs that that, that you're doing because I know you've got some what I you know some unique and, and some that uh, you know probably all associations are doing. But you know, a few I'll name a few, and you can expand on what you think uh, we should talk about. The VIP I think is a very interesting one, which is is the Visitation Improvement Program. Is that what? That's that it. That's, okay. Yes. In fact, before I mention the others, why don't we uh, talk about that a little bit? What's that all about? That came about when we were developing a strategic plan way back in 2012. And one of the members started talking about how can we get more opportunities for, for members to share and therefore improve. And somebody said, you know, I go to our events and I hear about a good idea and I, did, I want to see it in action. So I get on an airplane and go to that firm and spend a day with them and see what they were talking about at, at the event in action. And we we sort of moved on and, and expanded on that thought about getting on planes and going to firms. And we thought, what if we were to send two visiting leading partners to a host firm for two days, prefaced by a survey and plenty of meals together and interviews and, and meetings. And then at the end of the session, the two visiting leading partners would share their observations with the partner group. CP America pays for all the travel expenses, pays for all the meals, so there's not any money out of a member's pocket. And we figured that would be a way for a member to gain insight on themselves and improve. Mm -hmm. And that certainly has happened. We've done about 115 of those since 2012. Okay. We've been doing 15 a year or so. Two other things happen, though. It's sort of interesting. One, the visitors are learning as much as the, as the host firms. Sure. And there's a great competition to be visitors. And that's the key to the program, to get the right visitor at the right firm. Right. Size, niches, all that. The other thing is we used to have 15-minute breaks at our annual meeting. And we can't do that anymore because we can't get people back in the room. So we've gone to 30-minute breaks because they all know each other so much better now. Right. So that community gets uh, gets yep. solidified as well. Community, again, I think that's such a, a key aspect to to just knowing that you have these friends and colleagues around the country that you can, you know, get information, get education from, like like you're you're saying there. So 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 I found that as a very interesting program. Do you do that multiple times for a firm? I, I mean, if you're doing 15 a year, it's going to take a while. But do we go back? Well, matter of fact, uh, sometimes we do up to 20. Um, there's only three things required as a, of a member in CP America. One is to host a, uh, a VIP once every four or five years. Okay. Other is to attend leading partner retreat. And then the third is to participate in our practice management survey. Our, we have our own proprietary one. Okay. And, uh, and that's uh, revenue and profitability and that kind All of stuff? All the KPIs you can think of. Yep. That's what I figured. Okay, that, that's that's great information to have as well. So so transition to other programs you do, uh, you can expand on any, but I, the one we mentioned before was CPA Connect, which I think is a unique uh, uh, program, and, and I'll try to define it. You can correct me <laughs> from the mistakes, but CPA Connect, there are smaller regional firms that are usually within a CPA America member's region, and they join the CPA Connect Association to get, you know, the benefits of being part of an association. I define that poorly. Can you expand on that for sure, me? Sure, sure. Well, CPA Connect is really a program of CP America. Uh, technically, they're not an association. They're, they're just a, a program, really, of CP America. There's 145 firms 
most of which are under 3 million. We don't bring anybody in who's over that number. Some grow and, and have stayed in the program. Most of the firms are half a million to a million revenue size kind of firms. Many are associated or sponsored by a CP America firm. Okay. So that you'd have a, a large city with a large CP America firm and maybe 10 satellite smaller firms. They share referrals. There's a lot about ABCD clients. Well, some D clients are really nice, great people who have small tax returns that the CP America firm has outgrown as they've grown up. And they don't want to just abandon them. Well, they can refer them to one of their sponsored CPA Connect firms. And likewise, a compilation or a review of, uh, that a CPA Connect firm was doing might have grown into an audit that they really aren't co comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And they can refer it to the CPA America firm. And they share CPE opportunities as well. All right. So it's a lot of the benefits that we're talking about just with CPA America, the CPA Connect firms can get through that uh, connection um, as a program. Right. Including outbound referrals internationally to our with our membership in Crow Global, which we can talk about later. Yeah, we can talk about that. So and one of the other programs that I know this started, at least I think this started six years ago, is your next gen program. Um, which, you know, rather than me butchering the definition of that, I'll let you uh, uh, give us the, a little background on that one. Well, it became very obvious that there was a lot of attention for partner track people, uh, supervisors and managers that had been identified as potential partners. And they're spending a lot of time with, with consultants who had built really nice uh, curriculums, multi-year curriculums on helping these folks begin the, the journey to making the decision to be a partner. And, it, and the firm's interested to put these people in there. On the other hand, there really was not a whole lot for the, we call them a successful senior, somebody who's five years, heads down, technical work, auditor tax, now beginning to think, should I make the profession my career? And, the, and it would benefit the firms, but it's way too early to be thinking about partner track kind of training. So we built this three-day curriculum uh, for next gens that allows them to not only come and, and hear great speakers talk about their personal plan, um, presentation skills, go through the, the numbers on what are these partners talking about when they say realization and utilization and, and all that stuff, but also to spend time with 100, 120 other people just like them and for the first time reach outside the firm and start sharing and building relationships that might very well find themselves on the board of directors at CP America someday uh, as managing partners. Yep. Has in that six years, uh, have you, I don't know if this is something you can track, have you tracked the people that have come up through that, that have made partner or that have, you know, become leadership roles or? We do. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I know of multiple folks that have become partners and, and a couple that might very well be seen as a leading partner someday. Yeah, I've seen that. I, when when you first uh, defined that, I think it was the first year, so you were testing it out, and uh, you were not going to have, uh, uh, what I recall, sponsors there. And I, I called up, I said, hey, this would be a great group for me to be able to interact with because these up-and-coming leaders are obviously, you know, uh, uh, going to be influencing the firms in the future. So so we, we attended that first one, and, and I think I think we may have missed a couple recently, but I know I looked at the uh, schedule and I think what was it May in New Orleans is the next one is that sound accurate 
Yeah, we're going to do something in October. Oh uh, yeah, I did on see virtual. That. Yep. Um, yep. It won't be a full fledged, and we what we're thinking about is keeping it as a video sort of a, a attachment to the on-site meeting in May. Okay. So we'll be back face to face in May if if we can right. all goes right here. That's what I'm shooting for. I'm shooting for May being my next uh, uh, in-person conference. So, so we need to, we need to see if we can uh, uh, make that happen. I, I look forward to that. Any other programs that I didn't discuss that you'd like to highlight? I would tell you a couple. Um, when I first got here, within the year, our very largest firm, which was much bigger than any of the others, called me up and said, we're only giving, we're not getting. And I completely understood. And they went and went to a much larger association, a network, which large firms tend to do. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, then I'm going to talk to the second firm, which is now the largest, and they leave, and then the third one, and then the fourth one. And before long, I'm talking to a firm of 50 people saying, they're only giving, not getting. we mm-hmm. got to stop this. Right. So we started the large firm group. And it, it's for the, the top third firms. And they meet twice a year. Uh, once before the annual meeting, the leading partner retreat, and once in January. Uh, and they share situations and, and issues that are common to large firms. The other one was the, the new leading partner group. Uh, I remember my predecessor, Doug Thompson, telling me that that is one of the most dangerous times for firms to leave an association is when the leading partner changes. And I got a call one day, very early, about the same time, saying CP America was his predecessor's association, nothing against CP America, but I'm going to go find my own. Hmm. And I thought about that and realized how often we change leading partners over the course of, you know, five, 10 years. And so we had to stop that. So we have a new leading partner group that if you are named one year prior to taking over, uh, you can be in the large firm or the new leading partner group, but you can only stay there for three years. And at the end of three years, we literally play pomp and circumstance and graduate you out <laughs> because you get to know each other so well. You're, you find out that the partner group doesn't treat you quite the way they used to treat you as the leading partner. Right. And now you've got a group of anywhere from 10, our biggest class has been 22, 23 people that are experiencing the same issues, the same problems. And we also bring in consultants and speakers that, that help them get through the, the learning of how has my job changed. And, and it's been a great benefit. And we have not lost a large firm, nor have we lost a, a new leading partner firm since the beginning of those two programs. Well, so a little self-serving on our yep. part too. <laughs> but the success. And I think it's a yep. great program because like you said, the way you're treated within the firm, you may not think it's going to be changing, but it will be changed because now you're in this leadership role. And I, I think having the peers that you can talk to about that through that group makes a lot of sense. So sounds like a very interesting. Well, Randy, one other thing real quick. We built on the new leading partner with the new partner group because what we found was you get all this partner track training like we talked about and you're, and you're named a partner and they bless you and say, Go forward and get a lot of business and, and do work. Well, the staff doesn't treat you the same as a new partner because you're a partner. Right. But the partner group still sees you as the manager sometimes, and you're not really haven't earned the right to get full recognition. And so they had some of the same issues. And, and we found this new partner group, which is a three-year limit, has really benefited for new partners trying to get accepted as full-fledged partners. 
Nice. Yeah, that sounds like a great program as well. Um, well, transitioning from programs, there another unique, I think, relationship you have, and I think you mentioned it before, uh, is you have a relationship with Crow Global, which, if I get my terminology right, is a network, correct? That's Compared correct. to CP America to be an association. So how's this relationship work, and what's the benefits that you get from that? Well, we started a relationship way back with Horwath International in the 90s, who became Crow Horwath, who now is Crow, uh, Crow Global. Uh, Crow Global is a network of uh, over 120 firms worldwide in just about every country, certainly every country you'd, you'd need to be in, I think uh, probably close to 100, 120 countries. And in 2012, we expanded from a business relationship to literally becoming a member of Crow Global. So it's very unusual in that the association is a member of the network. Spent a lot of little money with the lawyers to make sure that our members weren't going to be sort of sucked into the network, which they aren't. The benefit is we wouldn't last very long as a domestic-only association because members need help with best referrals, often best clients, uh, internationally. So they get the benefit of referring to a top 10 network that has the ability to inspect and keep their firms at a high level, which associations cannot inspect their firms once they're on board. And it's worked out great. We're, we're good friends with Crow LLP, yep. who happens to be their largest member of Crow Global. Okay. And, and uh, matter of fact, Crow LLP lets us take advantage through membership of our firm to Crow LLP uh, with the national tax office and, and be supported by their national tax office as if they were a regional office of Crow. It's worked out very well, too. So what's that national tax office give you? I mean, if members of CPA America can interact with the national tax office on special projects, on answering questions, all of the above? Right. They can, they can join. It's a separate transaction directly between the, the member, CPA America member firm who chooses to do this and Crow National Tax Office. And they pay a fee and they pay a, a fee and it's really nominal with a credit toward work done. Some of our firms have found that they can get bigger clients because they can, they have access to expertise that they just don't have. Right. Or if they run into a dilemma, they won't lose a client because they can run it by Crow. Uh, it's helped them in times of, of need from repair regs back to PPP to all sorts of things right. um, that is a one-off kind of question. It's right. about a third of our firms use it. They do. All right. That's a nice, that's also a nice benefit to have. All right. So, so I think that's a, a, a good wrap on in general, what CPA America is, what associations are and the benefits of that. What I do want to, before we wrap up today, I'd like to talk about what you've been doing because we talked about the fact that you know, communities have been a, a big aspect of what this is, you know, sharing and training. Now that we're not able to get together uh, in person, how have you guys adapted, how has CP America adapted to, you know, the COVID-19 situation uh, and keeping members engaged and educated? It's been a, a real challenge and repurposing. Uh, we put on about 17 events a year, uh, four major events, uh, leading partner, tax, A&A, and NextGen major in that it's multiple days and well over 100 people at every event. That process is a multi-year process. We're negotiating with hotels for 2022. We're starting to build agendas for 2021. And we should have been implementing the agendas that we and, and registrations that were opened in the winter of last year. 
So now we're repurposing all that to virtual. We've hired production companies for our large events because there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than, than someone just sitting in front of a Zoom camera and talking. Right. We have, have our staff cutting agendas down because nobody can sit in front of a camera for, or an iPad or a computer for eight hours a day. So we do really two CPE in the afternoon, two to five. Two to five because we have members in Hawaii. And it's not two when we start on the East Coast right. in Hawaii. It's, uh, what, 10 in the morning. So you have to consider that. But it's working pretty well. Uh, we will, we've done A&A. We've done two or three of our regional meetings and a couple of our special events. And Leading Partner will be coming up into September. Yeah, I received an email on Leading Partner this morning. Uh, it looks like uh, very well organized, and, and apparently I'm getting a, at least a small speaking opportunity, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we look forward to it, too. I, I, I'll miss the one we had last year in Hawaii, though. That was, uh, yeah. that was a great we were location. Gonna the, we were going to be at the Greenbrier this year, which is oh, going to be a lot of fun. I was looking forward to that as well. But we will be back in 2022 at the Greenbrier. Really? Okay, that's yep. awesome. I really, I really, it looked like a great place. I was looking up that information. And Park so. City won't be too bad next year either. No, I enjoy Park City a lot. Uh, you can tell I'm missing travel. Start talking yeah. about the places we want to go. <laughs> All right, so I, I appreciate that information. I, I, everything that you told us about associations in general, I think is very important that can help, uh, um, you know, firms. I, as a, you know, I, I don't know if you know my background, but I was in public accounting. I think you know that. And, yep. uh, right. We were on the CPA Connect side of the uh, size of firms, um, but what we had done is put together an association, I don't know if you call it an association, a group of uh, CPAs, local practitioners, you know, small, you know, probably, you know, anywhere from one to, you know, 30 people within the firm and, and get together once a week for lunch, talk about anything. There was always a topic. It always came down to, uh, D clients and and how you uh, uh, that seemed to come into every every uh, discussion, but uh, but it was a great group. It was just nice to have that community and the the other people that you could bounce things off. And so at the time, if I would have known about CPA Connect, I think I would have highly uh, uh, looked at that. So um, in fact, that group. I still get emails from them. It's been 14 years since I've been part of that. I still get emails from them. And they, they I just actually this morning, 15 minutes before we got on, I offered uh, uh, to do a CPE presentation for them. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, they'll right. take me up on that. But I could I, you obviously see the benefits of that. And then as these firms grow and join CP America in, or other associations, the, the benefits, uh, at the beginning, I would ask companies, what's the benefit that you get out of, of, of joining something like this? And, and it always comes back to that same thing you know just the the community the education the resources and and then with you the the national tax office presence and the international so i appreciate that information now before we completely wrap up anything else you'd like to close on the association the cp america um well i would just say we're all looking forward to to getting back to normal or whatever the new normal is going to be because you're absolutely right this is relationship and it's great to provide expertise through and and training um uh, but the real crux of this is being able to have a meal with somebody or or seeing somebody at a at a nice hotel and spending a few days and and following up on on past conversations and meeting new people and building new new relationships and you just can't do that on zoom and i'm just really looking forward to 
uh, hopefully next spring. Yeah, I, I am as well. I was uh, trading that a text with Grace uh, from CP America last night, and we were both saying the same thing. Man, we really miss seeing everybody in that you know that community and, and getting together. So um, we're looking forward to at least a, a virtual drink at the Leading Partner Retreat. But uh, right, uh, we shall see. All right. So before we close, then I always like to ask a fun fact. The one thing I know about you, and I think you've given me some information to expand on that, is you're a very avid golfer. Uh, from my understanding, uh, a very good golfer as well i haven't seen it personally uh, someday maybe I'll, I'll get that opportunity um but today i found out that you were a very competitive golfer and and, and played in in tournaments as well can you give us a little background sure. on your golf history sure my, my golf history started when i was 12 i was a catcher in pony league and the biggest kid in the league came around and let go with his right hand and kept going with his left hand and the bat hit me square in the side oh. of the head Oh. After three days in the hospital with a concussion, my golf career began. Okay. And I went to school in Jacksonville, Florida, played at JU, um, lettered there a couple of years, and then have played in um, uh, four USGA events, um, the mid-amateurs, uh, a British amateur, six mid-ams for the, the British mid-am, and a number of national events back in the old days. Um, body's starting to betray me a bit, so it's mostly senior events now. Wow. But you, uh, you're getting out enough these days uh, at least that's one uh, thing that we can do during the COVID era that has been a, a blessing <laughs> yeah, yeah i get out fair amount so it's it's uh and it works and, out and now here in that history maybe i should not golf with you because it would probably be too frustrating for you to see me no. on the course so you know it's one of the best games because a player can play with a, a c or a d player where you can't do that in tennis, you can't do that in basketball, you can't, but you can do that in golf. So right. that's one of the nicest things about that game is, again, it's really great for community and relationship. Well, you just said my sport, basketball, and man, with my knee replacement, I haven't been able to do that anymore, but man, I miss well, that. Well, so. I understand. You know we've talked about that. I do understand. <laughs> yeah, you do understand completely, and I appreciate it. In fact, one of the last conferences I saw you, and in fact, it was the last conference, I ended up spending the night in the hospital, uh, and you helped me with that information as well. I was having a little signal issue with my heart, and uh, and you gave me some nice advice Been there, on done that, that too. Yep. Yeah, so, man, we're getting old, I guess, huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's the alternative. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, before we completely wrap up, I, I've enjoyed this. I, I, I really was looking forward to talking to you and I appreciate it. I assume other people might be interested in talking to you as well. Is there a way people can get a hold of you, uh, get more information on you or CP America? Certainly. They, uh, they can either go to our website at cpamerica.org or they can email me directly at adeichler, A-D-E-I-C-H-L-E-R at cpamerica.org. Great, great. Uh, and and I, I can't stress enough, you know, joining an association, I think, is very important for firms, especially, uh, you know, really at any size, but there's certain size where it makes uh, a lot of sense. So we really appreciate the information today, Alan. I, I really look forward to seeing you in person again. Hopefully that'll be sometime Sooner. early next year. Yes. Um, but uh, uh, stay safe. And if nothing else, I'll see you at the Leading Partner Virtual Retreat. We'll see you there, Randy. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for joining us today. And you can find all the links and show notes for today's episode, as well as more about Trimerit at theuniquecpa.com. Remember to subscribe and join us for our next episode, where we'll be going beyond compliance into forging new pathways of delivering value to clients, diversifying your revenue streams, and leading edge management techniques and styles. 
This has been a production of Twin Flame Studios.